Hey, Dice Goblins! What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm i a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. Well, <laughs> sounds good. Hey, I'm Tasman. Hey, I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent Avenue. In this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it for uh, you bunch of fucking idiots to listen. Woohoo! Special episode. I'm doing the topic. That's right, we swap in and out every week. Taz, uh, is there anything you want to talk about today before we get into the more interesting and funny stuff that I'm going to talk about? Yeah, so I just want to let everybody know that we do record about a month a month ahead of time. We don't release episodes as we record them. We keep a little bit of backup just in case something goes on so we can give you guys a consistent release schedule. So we'll probably start reading reviews on the fifth episode. All right, sounds good. Hey, Taz, I think it's fair to say that all of the 1900s suck shit. Thoughts? What about the Roaring Twenties? Uh, right before the Great Depression. So, good for a time, and also still super racist, so... The Roaring Twenties, man, come on. Not the Roaring Twenties. No, the Roaring Twenties are happening as we speak, because everyone's going back to their scene stage right now. That's the Roaring Twenties. Anyway, really nothing redeemable about that entire era. Uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, how it all started going downhill. The story's going to start in the uh, 1870s, where pretty much every major European power other than Britain had established some form of major conscription system to bolster their militaries. Both Germany and Britain at the time were already bolstering their naval power, so much so that by 1900, Germany had already doubled its fleet. Uh, and in the meantime, Britain had already built its incredibly quick and heavily armored battleship called the Dreadnought. So, pretty much every major European power at the time had considerably raised its military budget by about, like, 400% within 40 years. These were all people, like, in an entire continent, just several countries, just getting ready to fuck shit up. And, like... No one really knew when it was going to start happening, but they wanted to be prepared for it. When you couple this major rise in militarism with the birth of two major European alliances between the 1880s and the 1907, you can see why everyone was raring to try out all their new new stuff. Like, no one was more ready than the Germans uh, when France and Russia had developed an alliance, it made Germans kind of stressed about being pig-roasted by a major military power. That, in fact, is where our the first character in this lovely story 
Count Alfred von Schleifen comes in. Oh, that's such a good name. Great fucking name, right? I love it. Like... I bet he's a great guy. He kicks ass in the fact that he's a proto-Nazi. So (laughs) he comes in and develops a plan to essentially... He develops a plan to survive an onslaught of Russian and Fran... What? France? French, I guess, would be... Yeah, French invaders. (laughs) Um, And and he calls this plan the Schleifen Plan. How fucking good is that? Because if you've got a name like Schleifen... You're naming everything after yourself. I, if you put a different amount of ham on your sandwich, that's the Schleifen ham right there. Oh, yeah. I love these names. There's Dreadnought. There's Schleifen. Fucking, uh... So, the, his <laughs> Schleifen plan, essentially, was that they were going to cut through Belgium, which is to the north of France, and basically invade Belgium and move right on down to France to basically get their western front sorted out if they were ever at war with both France and Russia at the same time. They got a plan. Yeah, yeah, and this plan was heavily reliant on the idea that the French military sucks, which it does, and that the Russians would take too long to mobilize that far inland. Didn't the French revolutionize guerrilla warfare? Um, maybe, I don't know, you're more of a Francophile than I am. Your French roots would have surrendered in any war. In Absolutely. World War II. Flag. Yeah, damn straight, up. baby. <laughs> um, gotta <laughs> love their revolution, though. Hell yes. So, it was heavily reliant on the idea that the French military was made of piss. Spoiler alert: the plan didn't work, and Germany lost World War One. The French military was able to kind of hold out long enough for the Russians to mobilize, and the Russians mobilized a lot quicker than they were expecting them to. But we're getting a little bit, a little ahead of ourselves there, Taz. You fucking silly goose. Are we? We're not done talking about this shit. Okay. So, you know, you got a complete continent locked and loaded waiting for someone to make the first move. Meanwhile, there's this crazy little fucking archduke named Franz Ferdinand chilling in a very unstable Austria-Hungary. My boy Franz wasn't a very conventional leader. For instance, he actually invalidated any of his children's ability to succeed the throne. You see, Franny was a member of the House of Habsburg. Uh, They ruled the Holy Roman Empire, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and the Spanish Empire. So it was one large family. So, So you're saying, fuck those kids. Oh yeah, fuck those kids, yeah. Yo, fuck those kids. Fuck those kids, and fuck those kids specifically because by the laws of his house, the Habsburg family... He's required that you had to be a member of a reigning or formerly reigning dynasty of Europe. Dickhead just happened to fall in love with count, a countess by the name of Sophia Chotek, who did not fit that description. They kept their love secret because you know how Catholics get, and when the family was finally informed of their relationship, Emperor Franz Joseph, uh, old Franco's uncle and the head of the house, decided to refuse to give any permission to the marriage uh, at all. This lasted so long that the Pope Leo VIII had to step in on behalf of (laughs) Franz and essentially argue that if it went on any longer, it would fuck up the monarchy and basically make an already unstable Austria-Hungary that much more so. Hungry for love. Yeah, so they basically said, like, hey, yeah, you can marry Sophia, but fuck your kids, you fucking idiot. And he agreed to that, because again, fuck those kids. (sighs) 
World War One's a wild time because it's a lot of boring stuff, but a lot of everyone involved is pretty much related, and that kicks ass because like forty million people died <laughs> because these guys just didn't know what else to do. Don't you love family drama? I love, and you know what? That happens like every year at my house. Like, every once in a while, 40 million, people, 40 million people just dead because my grandma didn't pass the peas to the right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. It happens, dude. It happens. We need those peas. Yeah, we need those peas. And if you punt them to the left, I'm going to fucking break your goddamn neck, grandma. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it, hey, you know what? I yeah. said it. I said it. So, mind you, that wasn't Frank's only difficulty. Austria-Hungary was a heavily divided nation. It's a polyglot empire, which essentially means that a lot of people there spoke a lot of different languages. It's not so much the melting pot that America is, but because in Europe, you know, a lot of these cultures were really close together. So when invaders came through, it just put a whole lot of people in the same bowl. And... That can only end well, because it was composed of groups divided entirely by religion, politics, and cultures. Hey man, if I know anything about World War I, mm-hmm. is that... People can learn to agree. Well. Yeah, and people oh, can learn yeah. to agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the people of Austria-Hungary, the one thing that the people could agree on, uh, is that old Archduke Francis was a complete cunt. Love him. Love Archduke Cunt Francis. Arch Cunt. Arch Cunt Francis. Hell yes. You love to hear that, honestly. <laughs> Not enough uh, royal titles become curse words. And that's fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, ugh. I hate royal families, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. Royal pains in the ass. Yeah, I think these people should be killed. Aren't they? Oh, uh, don't spoil it. Oh, shit. Yeah, for Sorry. All, the listener might think that Archduke Francis is going to find his way out of this little mess he's in. He's a smart guy. He's a He'll smart guy, out. yeah. I mean, like, sure, his public persona was one of a cold, sharp-tongued sad sack who was probably insane due to inbreeding of the Habsburg family, but, like... No one knows that for sure. Like, he was certainly eccentric for the time. He was very aware that his empire was shattering and uh, had at least two plans that we know of to uh, restructure his entire government. One point, uh, he even proposed a triple monarchy that would represent the Slavs, the Germans, and the the Magyars. uh, And kind of... The what? uh, Magyars, you know. Don't you know what Magyars are? I don't. Magyars, uh, fuck, I should have looked into that more. I believe it's, uh, Spanish ethnicity? Well, I believe I've, so. yeah, I've never heard that term. I'm just gonna do a little, real quick Google here. Okay. They, uh, originated in the, uh, Urals and mitigated westward to settle what is now Hungary in the 9th century. So it was an ethnic group, uh, in Hungary. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yeah, so basically he, he wanted to create a triple monarchy that would represent the three major cultural groups in the area, which is actually not a bad idea. I mean, it's still a monarchy, but, you know, it's at least one that represents the, the distinct cultures in the area. Of course, it was a very unpopular plan with the ruling elite for reasons I'm sure you can understand. 
these people had all of their power in the current system and as we are as we know now and are learning even more so if you're profiting off an oppressive system you're not likely to stop doing that wait 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 you're not saying power corrupts are you i would you know what i'd go even as far as to say that power corrupts absolutely um and and you can quote me on that i i created that saying that's very bold stance. Yeah. I think I think power is an amazing thing. Yeah, and I and yeah, sure. Anybody but... who gains power is absolutely great. They're amazing people. Listen, I just think they have to be. I just think I'm smart. And I think that I think that absolute power corrupts absolutely and and that's a quote you can say Bryson Beerman said this first. Bold bold it's man. Bold stance. Um I there is a red line pointed at me right now. So I'm just gonna Oh shit. Shit. Um, Too bold. While I deal with this, do you want to quickly cut to ads? Already? Yeah. Uh, ads? Yeah, because the, the line's pointing at me, Taz. Uh. Uh. Ads. Money! Hey, man, are you interested in starting a podcast? Not really. We already have a podcast. What are you talking about? Oh, shoot. You're right. Thanks to Anchor. Like the boat thing? Close, but no. Anchor is a great podcasting tool to get anybody started on making a podcast. But we already have a podcast. Yeah, but other people don't. <laughs> what a bunch of cowards and fools. They should all go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Absolutely. Anchor is an easy-to-use, free tool for all your podcasting needs, from recording to editing. It even has free background music you can use. Ah, free background music. Yeah, free background music. And it distributes your podcast for you. You don't have to go through all the hassle of posting your podcast to iTunes, Spotify, or any of that. <laughs> God knows we wouldn't be able to figure that shit out. Yeah, man, I didn't even try. Lazy prick. Well, when you're a dad and working 40 more hours a week... Oh, yawn, tell me more about Anchor. Well, I was saying Anchor is the way to go. You can record and edit straight in your browser or on the app. Uh, but will they pay in doubloons? No, they'll pay you through sponsorships and cash money. Cash money, you say? <laughs> Where can I find the Shangri-La of talking into a microphone for too long? You can go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started for free today. Uh, but for real, man, that had nothing to do with the boat thing. Uh, yeah. And we're back! Oh, hi. How about that capitalism? I loved it, man. I love a bit of capitalism, money. and I love that we had to compromise our beliefs to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Money. Oh. oh, fill me up with money. Oh, fill me up with money. Yeah. Oh, okay. money. Hey, buddy. Buddy. Speaking of compromising beliefs. Election. What about what? That's happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? The election's coming up. No, it's not. Uh, well, if Donald Trump gets his way, it might not. Yeah. That's... Did you see that he might be trying to sign an executive order that Joe Biden can't be president? That, fuck, that kicks ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I'm he's so a great fucking guy. angry at how funny that is. <laughs> I'm, yeah, he's like, he may be the most dumb president in history, he cannot be your president. In fact, I might sign an executive order to stop him from being your president. That <laughs> fucking rules. Yeah. He also said that Joe Biden gets a shot in his ass and he's competent and good and smart for two hours, but what happens after that? 
which is unconfirmed. He's that's, great. That's interesting, because it's kind of like saying, hey, my my opponent takes brain steroids, and yeah. he, has, he has the knowledge for that, and yeah, it's taken right up the ass, which I think is... I, I think he just doesn't understand how diabetes works, yeah. because other than, like... I don't know. I don't know how many shots go through your ass. I know insulin does, and I know testosterone does. And uh, I think Joe Biden has enough, enough testosterone for the both of them. <laughs> Given uh, that his primary way of meeting people is sniffing them like an ape. Yeah, yeah. So, we just want to remind you guys to vote this For this year. bad old man named for, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know why? Because at least he's not a fascist. And that's really the only reason. <laughs> that is exclusively the reason. And every piece of marketing he's done for his campaign makes sure you know that that is the only reason. <laughs> because yeah. he is not trying to impress anybody with policy or anything. Every single line has been, I'm not Trump. And that rules, because yeah. it means yeah. our democracy sucks. <laughs> at this point... The sad thing is it's 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 really all we need is not Trump. Not the guy who's uh, currently doing mass hysterectomies at the border. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the yeah. genocide thing? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um But yeah, I know I know everybody's tired of the two party system and I get that. There should we... be one party! The working man <laughs> Fuck, sorry. <laughs> And I know people are tired of hearing the statement, it's not the year, uh, it, but it, it's not. It's really not. Our democracy is literally at stake. We have a fascist who may win again, and it's a very good possibility, unfortunately, that he will, because propaganda works. So please, for the love of God, <sighs> save our democracy. Or fascist win. Or who needs democracy anymore? We can tear it all down. Do you wanna do you wanna do a little explanation on how he's a fascist? Or is that there that too much? Um is that too much? I could wing it. <laughs> like Go ahead. he's Let's you know, is an alright demagogue. He constantly is creating like he really when you look at the way he talks and you look at like the paper er fascism which is written by uh, an Italian who was growing up under Mussolini's rule in 1995 was when it was written. It's like Trump read that and then just decided that's what I'm going to do. Because, you know, one feature off the top of my head, and I wish I had something in front of me, but one feature off the top of my head is like, the enemy is both strong and weak, characterizing Antifa as like, a, a massive threat, but also they're dipshits who don't know what they're doing. Or, you know, saying, uh, I, I'm sure he's done the same thing for immigrants, for ISIS, saying that they're you weak. You mean shithole and, countries? Yeah, shithole countries. Those ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah the ones yeah. that are shitholes. Um, also, another way he's a fascist is nationalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, America was once great, is no longer great. And we will make it great again. Yeah. Yeah. To look back on an arbitrary year and decide that that was when we were at our best 
um, and that that rules uh, because he yeah, never yeah. talks about what was going on those years. A lot what of cocaine. If he's we talking about the eighties, he's usually talking about the Reagan era when he's yeah, talking Reagan. about that. You know when he yeah. ignored uh, when he ignored all the AIDS when when Reagan yeah. did that, and then also started ISIS. Yeah. Well, Al Qaeda actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Al Qaeda. Real cool, and and man, weren't we great then when we could just you know start random militant groups in the Middle East, and and we knew that was never going to backfire on us. Uh, they don't, they didn't even have any planes. How were they going to fly into buildings? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't it's not happen, like, right? It's not like it was really easy to hijack a plane back then. Yeah. And that it happened literally all the time, and that they did terrorism all the time every everybody did everybody went to cuba specifically but you know db cooper an absolute king stole a whole bunch of money by hijacking a plane and no one was like let's get on this <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah uh, and he's also uh uh, attacking and uh, abducting protesters using the Department of Homeland Security. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, isn't that great that he has a police force who are unmarked putting protesters in unmarked vehicles and taking them to unmarked locations or unknown locations, I guess. And isn't it great that marked. all of these unmarked soldiers are coming from uh, a government entity that didn't exist before 9-11? Yeah. That rules. Yeah. We live in a fascist police state. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, Biden's vice president. Maybe. Ugh, yeah. Maybe Harris, who... It is Harris. Maybe awful. Yeah. But... America's... Hey, hey, who doesn't want the number one cop in a time where there's no respect for cops? but he's not a fascist and that's the point of this yep i mean he is a man that will further the institution that will bring us fascism but i mean it gives us a break (laughs) yeah exactly we need an uninventful president for four years and then in four years let's make some actual goddamn fucking change bernie please 2024 if he survives yeah, I, I, I will probably need to vote somebody who's not Bernie just because Bernie. I'll vote is Bernie. Not I'll give a win. fuck. I'm gonna simp for Bernie even more. That's fair. We, yeah, I, I get it. I love Bernie, but we need somebody who, um, apparently isn't so. I don't. We need somebody with a new fan base with less aggressive supporters, who don't scare other progressives i guess is what we need i don't know a lot of yeah maybe i don't know i just want that good old man to give us health care yeah, me too me too man how good would that be yeah and i get cheap health care too i only pay like 80 dollars a paycheck or something like that like and that's for me and my family my wife my son and me hey how cool it would be if if your son was in a camp because the president put him there huh just thoughts no what about a cool baby camp though maybe we can call him like the trump youth or something i don't know oh 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 remember when trump sent 
fucking, ooh, what are they called? The kid, like, military, the training military thing. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. what are they called? Child soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. Uh, on the front lines in the protests in Minneapolis yeah. to try to get protesters to hurt them to make protesters seem worse and bad. And it didn't work, (laughs) but he decided that the kids' lives were worth it. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, they were, right? (laughs) Is it the ROCCA or is that something else? ROTC, maybe? ROTC. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But that kicked ass, right? (laughs) Yeah. I love a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, Hit me with that good, good fashy stuff. I love it. Get it in my bones. Anyway, fascism, yeah. I want to talk. Fuck me up, fascism. I want to talk about all these good plans that our boy Franco had for Austria Hungary. Yeah, that's easier to talk about because it's yeah. in the past and not what's happening now to our world yeah. and tearing us apart and probably going to send us into a civil war. Yeah! And hey, we're definitely not going to very quickly start talking about nationalism more, but we'll get into that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nationalism. Love that. Anyway, so we already talked about the triple monarchy uh, that would represent the Slavs, Germans, and Magyars that were living in Austria-Hungary at the time. Uh, so now we're going to talk about a different plan he had that he basically considered forming a federal government of 16 states, uh, which he referred to as the United States of Greater Austria. He will be getting I wonder sued. where he got that yeah, name. Yeah, right. <laughs> huh. Yeah, the United huh. States of Greater Austria. I've never heard anything like it. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah, this is fine. Huh. So uh, this was in direct conflict with Serbian nationalists who wanted to break off from Austria-Hungary. But, like, who gives a fuck about Serbian nationalists? It's not like they could kill him and his wife in the middle of, oh, I don't know, Sarajevo, sparking off one of the deadliest and most pointless wars in all of Europe. So, like, who gives a fuck about them? Anyway, in the summer of 1914, Franz Ferdinand and his wife Sophia accepted an invitation to visit Sarajevo, the capital of Bosnia. He was vaguely aware of some terrorist activity being conducted by the nationalist organization, the Black Hand. Uh, They ignored the warnings completely because, you know, again, these are just Serbian nationalists. They don't have the balls to spark the fire that would engulf the lives of 40 million men, women, and children. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Serbian nationalists. Like, oh, Hmm. hey, I'm a more specific white nationalist. What? Hell yeah. Ugh. So yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Frankie and Sephora got to Sarajevo by train on June 28, 1914, where a six-car motorcade drove them to City Hall for the official reception. Uh, they were in the second car of a six-car motor... And I want to talk about this, right? Six-car motorcade, that sucks. And if, especially if they're just in the second car, what the fuck is the point of that? Huh. Like, hey, we're going to have one car in front of you, and four cars behind you, and that'll make you safe. No, you make them the middle car, right? I'm not crazy, right? You know, no, put them in the first one. <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. They were in the second car, but the top rolled back JFK style, uh, so that everyone could have a good line of sight. I mean, of you. Uh... <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. 10.10 10 a.m., the motorcade passed by a police station, and an agent of the Black Hand 
Nedjelko, Kabrinovic, Kabrinovic? Yeah, Kabrinovic. Threw a hand grenade at the Archduke's car, and the Serbian fucking missed. It was just a basketball with the largest hoop possible, and this dickhead whiffed it. The driver accelerated at, like, just the right time that the grenade safely landed under the car behind them, injuring two of its occupants along with a dozen or so spectators. But Fonzie and his wife Sophia are okay, so who gives a fuck? Yeah. So yeah, like, 14 people vaguely injured maybe died. Who gives a fuck, though? Um. Yeah, that's fair. He made it to the meeting. Uh, he was quoted to say, you welcome your guest with bombs, and, like, I know he's being sarcastic and saying there probably should have been better security, but given that he also reportedly say, uh, said, what is the good of your speeches? I come to Sarajevo on a visit and I get bombs thrown at me. It's outrageous. I think it's entirely possible that he thought they were just, they just fucked up a fireworks display. Like, he genuinely thought that that was like Bosnian, you know, Bosnian uh, culture. That's how they witnessed their guests with just explosions that injure 14 yeah. people. Alright, that's how I welcome people. Yeah, and I've gone to your house many a time and walked out with shrapnel in my knees. Yeah. It sucks. So when do we get to the hentai? You said this leads oh, to hentai. Oh, bro, we're getting to the hentai, okay? Calm down. I know All how right, horny right. you get for those bad squids, but... Yeah, so... Happy day, right? Our boy Krunk made it to the summit and had a grand old time. Soon after they made their way to the mansion, the driver, being the dickhead that he was, made a wrong turn, uh, which is totally fine. And then uh, Flan and Soap were both shot by another agent of the Black Hand and died before reaching the hospital. So yeah, uh, they died. Oh, shit. Yeah, they died. Wow. I thought it was a happy ending here. That's fucked up. Fairytale ending. Where is it? Flan was shot in the neck. Uh, and his wife, Soap, oh. was shot in the stomach four times. Wait, did you say her name's Soap? Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm mispronouncing their names. Deal with it. It's Sophie. Yeah, oh, okay, I called her okay. Soap okay. earlier, and you didn't freak out on me then. So, what's your big fucking deal? <sighs> Apparently, I didn't notice. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, you're an asshole. Um... Yeah, so, uh, as a reaction to the death of the Archbishop... Baron Giselle von Glesingen, Glesingen, worst name in my opinion, too many G's. Yeah. Glizzy von Glizzy, we'll call him that, uh, issues an ultimatum of, uh, to the Foreign Ministry, Ministry of Serbia. The ultimatums basically was impossible. They were given 48 hours to react to it, and the ultimated include demands uh, that were somewhat reasonable, like they demanded that they distance themselves from the political campaign that sought to unite the southern Slav people under uh, Serbian rule, to the completely, you know, to completely purging the Serbian army and any civil service of anyone with anti-Austrian agitators. So, like, anyone who had a bad idea about Austria-Hungary no longer allowed to do anything. The The sixth point of the ultimatum made it especially unlikely that the Serbian government would comply. The sixth point of the ultimatum made it especially, ultimatum made it especially unlikely... <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. Stop it. The sixth point of the ultimatum made it especially unlikely that the Serbian government would comply. 
because it basically demanded that the Austrian officials could take part in apprehending the ring leaders on Serbian soil. So basically sending their own government in to figure out who killed this guy, completely pissing on any of Serbia's sovereign identity, um, <laughs> that they were just going to let this other government walk in. All right. Yeah, right? Fair. Yeah, so... Like I said, they were given 48 hours to accept or deny the proposal, and the immediate reaction to that if they denied or failed to comply within that time was essentially that they would strip away all diplomatic relations, and then there was an underlying threat of war that everyone knew would be, you know, part of it. And, uh, and war happened. Uh, Austria declares war on Serbia, and just like that, the tangled web of alliances that we talked about earlier tighten as Germany declares war on Russia, France, and Belgium. Britain declares war on Germany. Austria declares war on Russia. Montenegro declares war on Austria. France declares war on Austria. Britain declares war on Austria. Montenegro declares war on Germany. And for some fucking reason, Japan declares war on Germany. Austria also declared war on Belgium. So, like, everyone was just fucking at it. I've been they were ready. Yeah, I've been playing this game, Crusader Kings 3, which is not, it's, like, through, like, 1160 is the year that that starts in. But, like, it's very reminiscent of that game where you can become allied with so many massive powers that if just, like, one war happens, 16 other wars happen, and it's just complete fucking chaos in the world. Hell yeah chaos so taz you know how you asked earlier um oh bryson where's the hentai yeah show me those tentacles buddy so yeah basically without serbian nationalism we wouldn't have gotten world war one serbian nationalists killed archduke uh, frankenstein without that death we wouldn't have the ultimatum that led to the breakout of world war one without that we wouldn't have a hitler who fought in World War One, was radicalized by that, and then sparked World War Two, and was a dick about it. Uh, without World War Two, the... Oh, you mean he didn't start World War Two nicely? No, he was a real, real prick, uh, allegedly. Oh. Alright. For legal reasons, uh, I cannot confirm or deny whether or not the Hitler family was a bad guy. Um, I would hate to be sued. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to yeah, talk shit we about We can't talk shit game. about old Adolf. But, yeah, so, without that, without World War II, the bombs would have never dropped on Japan, uh, and we wouldn't have a Toei era of animation that was uh, basically a reaction to atomic bombs. Those shows like Astro Boy and Early wait, Gundam. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. wait. What? Can you explain to me how a country got bombed and they're like, let's, let's make cartoons? Um, early on, kind of during the war... There was a, uh, they were making a lot of animated films about basically Japanese propaganda in animated films where, you know, a Japanese hero underdog would fight against stronger forces uh, because that was kind of what they were at the time. After yeah. World War II, Japan had a massive, a massive post-war economic miracle that created just one of the most booming economies in the Eastern Hemisphere at the time. Uh, so that animation that started as propaganda expanded due to people growing up with it and then creating their own works. 
Uh, a lot of this had to do with the fear of the atomic bomb dropping. That's how we got a lot of shows like uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Astro Boy, a lot of Gundam series, early Gundam series, were all a kind of reaction to, or at least it had an awareness of the atomic bomb. And, you know, Astro Boy led to Gundam, which led to kind of the, the classic anime that we know of today. Uh, and without classic anime... We wouldn't have hentai. So you can thank Serbian nationalists for giving you those bad, bad tentacles. Hell yeah. Didn't think I could bring that around, did you? So, uh, what was the first hentai? Do you know? I don't. Do you want me to Google it? <laughs> yeah, find out. Yeah, cool. Find out, Dad. Yeah, cool. What was the first hentai? Oh, no. Um, this is bad. Oh? Lolita anime. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. For those of, those of the uninitiated, um, Lolita uh, is, is a reference to a French novel titled Lolita, where an old, I, I think it's French, I, I could be wrong where an old man is in love with his stepdaughter who is like seven or something. I can't, I've never read it for obvious reasons. <laughs> so the weird thing is, is that ties into my next episode. Bada bing, bada boom, Hell wrap yeah, it dude. up, baby. That's right. Hell yes. But yeah, that <sighs> sucks, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I was hoping they just went straight for the tentacles because. Fuck man. Yeah. So. yeah. The first hentai uh, pornographic release was Lolita anime, though Cream Lemon from the same year is better known. <laughs> as as what? Cream Lemon. Is this how we get Lemon Party? Is this the butterfly effect? That might be how we get Lemon Party. Fucking shit. Yeah, wow. Cross-contamination, wow. Hell yeah, dude. Alright, that sucks. Okay. Um, hey, follow me on Twitter at Wanna Toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to know all about lemon cream, follow me on Twitter. Oh, I can't, I can't believe that was the first. I'm so sad. I know, man. Life is full of disappointment. We both love hentai so much. <laughs> I watch it every single day. You do. With Maddie, All the time. weirdly. Yeah. During Zade's nap. Yeah, during Zade's nap, you're just like, hey, hey, let's get on that weird Teen Titans video. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's I can fine. only assume. Someone will know. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, first hentai was pedophiles. <laughs> Great. That kicks ass. Cool stuff. Hey, um, we're at uh, Tangent Avenue Pod. Wait, what's our Twitter handle? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Tangent Avenue. Cool. Yeah, follow us at Tangent Avenue. Uh, follow Taz at Zaphiel. Um, Links are always in the description. Always. Big thank you to our uh, the people who supported us uh, with our theme song and um, uh, cover photo. Uh also in the description. Yep, always. Um, love them. Love, lovely people. people. Great times. Had by all. Uh. Uh, yeah, so 
I already, I already gave a hint to what my next episode's about. Um, but I swear it's not just that. It's all it's pedophiles. It's not actually Lolita either. It's all it, pedophiles. He's doing yeah. a word by word reading of the novel Lolita. Awful. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>